The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Baseball is in full swing, and it's looks like it's looking like it's going to be an exciting season for both MLB and baseball. Uh, the Frozen Four happened yesterday. We've got a little bit to talk about on that, as I know Jeremy wants to get into the Frozen Four. Make sure we've we're spreading awareness. Uh, we're going to name April Four Frozen Four Awareness Month, uh, and then also UFC 287 is going to be happening tomorrow night. We hope that you're watching, and we also hope that you're paying attention to that fight because it's going to be a really fun one. Uh, we're going to see Adesanya against Pereira as the main card, but also some other fights going on in that card. That and much more today on Rising to the Occasion. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rising to the Occasion. Man, if I can get my tongue to work today, we'll be doing all right. But uh, we've got a lot to get into today. We're going to try to keep it short and simple and not go to our hour and 15. So I know Jeremy's got to get to the hockey game to help out there uh, this evening. But uh, we've, we're still going to touch on some baseball and all of that. But before we do, we want to let you know about our favorite sponsor at the moment, and that is Caldra Lab. Calder Lab is an amazing product for men's skincare, and guess what? We know that you, as a man, if you're listening as and you're a man, you need to take care of your skin. Uh, if there's one thing that turns women off the most, it's a man with bad skin, uh, and I know that because of science. Uh, you know, it's just obvious. So make sure that you're taking care of your skin. Uh, I've been taking care of my skin lately, and I'm feeling a lot different. I'm looking a little different. Um, you know, you may not be able to really recognize that through the camera, but I, I do feel a little different, you know, and I'm telling a difference uh, quite a bit, and I'm hoping to get the everything distributed to the team. I know it's taking a little longer for them to be able to get their products. Um, that's partially my fault, but, you know, I, I've, I'm definitely feeling a difference with Caldera Lab the way that I've never felt a difference with any other skincare product in the past. I know Britton and I both, when we were younger, we both had bad acne and things like that, and our skincare was just not good, and we just didn't keep up with it. Uh, and a, a big part of me trying to keep up with skincare is I need a skincare product that works and that I can feel working or otherwise I just have no motivation to do it. Caldera Lab has absolutely given me the motivation to get it done and it's been working because I'm able to keep up with it and I truly want to go and use their products. Uh, you can use the Regimen Bundle. That's what I recommend you getting because that way you have a... Uh, cleanser to, to get your, your face clean and then a moisturizer for throughout the day and then the good to rub on your face right before you go to bed. That's the routine that I use every day and it's been working wonders uh, and I can't wait for you to be able to try it. You can go to calderalab.com slash rising2 or use code rising2 at calderalab.com. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com slash rising T-O. Uh, and again, you can use code RISINGTO for 20% off all of their amazing products over there. Uh, I really do vouch for Caldera Lab. Uh, they're an amazing sponsor, and we're so happy to have them on as a part of the team. But I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-hosts for the evening. Uh, we've got Blake and Jeremy. Blake, how you doing, man? Guys, I'm doing good. I'm happy to be back. Uh, I had a little stressful week with my daughter having surgery. Uh, so uh, we're, we're just we're grinding through that, but glad to be back and ready to talk a little sports. 
yeah, yeah. We I'm glad everything's kind of seeming like it's going good there too. And hopefully, hopefully she's doing a little better too. But uh, Jeremy, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Then same with what Josh said, Blake. I hope everything with your daughter's going really good, surgery wise, and thoughts and prayers that she has a full recovery. Yeah, I mean it's thank it's, you, man. Thank it's a uh, you know yep. something that time, man. Yeah, with, with with all the these sports going on, like I said, baseball full swing, uh, pun intended. Uh, but you know, looking over at the MLB, we'll we'll start off there, and then we'll k- kick over into. Uh, college baseball, but with the MLB, uh, I was just talking to, to Blake about this just a moment ago. It seems like it's too early to really know uh, if right now is, uh, you know, at, at this point of the season with these seasons that go so long and, you know, playing 60 mm-hmm. to 80 games every season to know exactly who's good this early in the season. Um, other than like, like I told you, Blake, other than if your name has socks in it, you probably suck this year so far. But uh, and we'll probably touch on touch on that, uh, that a little bit as well. But, you know, so far, it's really hard to tell who's good and who's bad so far. But we're definitely starting to see who's coming in full swing uh, and, and really coming out swinging to, to start off the year. And that's that's incredibly important for every team to start this the, the season off on a good mm-hmm. note. You don't want to start off on a bad note. Um, but there's still plenty of time for the Phillies, for example. You know, we we see the Phillies not doing so good this year. Uh, they've had a hard time putting together a win. But we we know that the Phillies still have time to kind of turn things around, make something good of themselves. Uh, you know, just talking about the the Sox, uh, you know, the, the the Red Sox, they haven't been doing good at all this year. I said, man, I'm going to get behind the, the Red Sox. And, you know, you know how much more difficult it is to get into a sport that you haven't watched for a little while? when the team that you're trying to support is doing bad. I mean, it's, it's been tough, but you know, Jeremy and I, we, we, we turned on right before going golfing yesterday. First time being able to hit the golf course. And, uh, but we, we were watching, we flipped on the TV to see what games are going on. Oh, some MLB action going. Let's kick over here and see what's going on. And we have the white Sox getting killed uh, by the giants. And then at the one point they had their outfielder come in and start pitching 50 miles an hour and striking people out. I mean, just just some pathetic looking baseball. But uh, overall, I mean, I'm I'm personally liking the higher scoring games right now. Uh, I feel like it's higher scoring than what I can remember with baseball. Um, but mm-hmm. Blake, you're our MLB slash baseball guy. Uh, kind of give us a rundown of some teams you're looking at that you you like the way they're looking, or you know who who is it too early to to be judging so far? Guys, uh, you know. One team that uh, you know they don't they don't spend a whole lot of money, but they're on absolute fire right now, and they're still uh, not a hundred percent healthy, and and they're kind of scary. And that's uh, over in the AL East, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Man, uh, you got you got a Wander Franco, and and you got Randy Arozarena, and coming off of what he did in the World Baseball Classic, uh, those are your two superstars over there, and and uh, your entire lineup's absolutely swinging it right now, and. And then you look at the pitching staff, man, and if Glass now can come back and just be just a fraction of what he was before he went down uh, with the injury, man, uh, this team is scary. They're scary. And, you know, they're not a big market team. And uh, they're just a championship organization down there. Uh, and, and they find ways to keep making the postseason and making the right moves. So that's a scary team, obviously. Uh, the Astros will be there. Uh, I know a lot of people have looked at the Mets and wondered about the slow start. They will get that turned around and get it fixed. Uh, a, another team, man, is the Braves. The Atlanta Braves are absolutely freaky this year. Uh, their lineup is 
insane. And I know a lot of people uh, were really looking at the Orlando Arcia move at shortstop. And they were saying, well, we had Von Grissom last year. He come up for a little bit at the end of the year. Why isn't Von Grissom at short? Now you're seeing why, because Orlando Arcia is filling that void. And he's just a plug, man. He hits a walk-off last night. And uh, the Braves are out to a 6-1 and one start. We know what that pitching staff is about. Uh, hopefully they can stay healthy. If they stay healthy, this team could win the World Series fairly easily. And uh, that's how talented their lineup is. And somehow AA, their their GM, just keeps signing dudes for 10 years, $100 million. I don't know how it happens, but he reels off contracts that are just absolutely unbelievable. But he's the best in the business, in my, in my opinion. Uh, we obviously know the Dodgers. Uh, they're going to be there in the end. They lose a guy like Trey Turner and – and you just fill that void, man, and you keep plugging along uh, with the great pitching staff, guys like Freddie Freeman. Uh, he's a he's a leader over there, and they're just, just – I mean, dude, one thing that, that kills me about the Dodgers is you look at the guys that they've lost, and they just keep bringing guys up from their system, like a Trace Thompson, all right? Like, you just got dudes, man. You got dudes just down in your farm system, and you can lose a Trey Turner, and you just bring another one right up. So the Dodgers are going to be there, man. Uh, obviously, the Yankees are going to be tough. Uh, their pitching staff's just got to get healthy. Uh, they're they're nowhere close to being healthy right now. Uh, but man, this thing is going to be deep. It, it, Major League Baseball is going to be deep, like you said, Josh. The action, man, the high-scoring games, the the action on the base pads. Uh, I think it's done a, a really, really uh, great job for the MLB, and, it, and it's showcased out there to people who might not watch Major League Baseball. Yeah. And it's saying, hey, look, you don't have to sit through a two-to-one snooze fest if you like offense. Now, me being a baseball fan, I miss the two-to-one snooze fest sometimes because I like watching pitching. Uh, but, you know, it, it's bringing action, man, and I, and I think that's what Major League Baseball uh, really needed. And I'll tell you guys what, uh, the World Baseball Classic, I wish it could happen more than yeah, once definitely. every four years because yeah, that, that, that brought, one, yeah, that it one brought the world started, together. That one definitely started me getting into baseball this year, and I was like, you know what, yeah. i got to get to the MLB. Uh, you know, I can't just be talking about the MLB and not really watching it. But you're right. I think the high scoring, I think for for guys like me, uh, it, it's definitely drawing me in more. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it more um, because of what that high scoring is doing. Just a little little more pace and stuff. And like these over-unders are really hard to, to gauge right now because I'm used to like baseball, like you said, you know, like one to two games, you know, like, you know, like score being one to two or maybe, maybe two to five being a high scoring game or something. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is, this is like some fun baseball to watch. If you like to, to watch, uh, you know, dingers. And, uh, I, I want to ask you, Blake, because like I said, I, you, you definitely are the baseball guy. Uh, you, you played it, you played it at a, at a higher level than any of us have. You watched it probably more than all of us combined. Uh, you know, yeah. so with the bases being bigger, do you see much of a change with the bases being bigger? I, I, I haven't noticed it, but I, again, I'm, I haven't watched it as much as you. Uh, do you think that's playing any any factor into it? Yeah, easy. 
Absolutely. It's, it's creating action on the base pads, man. A, a lot of stolen bases. Yeah. Uh, and and I, look, you can only pick off uh, twice. If you pick over a third time and don't get him, it's a bulk. So the player advances uh, base. So I, I was so against it because I was so old school. But, man, it's been fun. It's been so fun. And uh, I think it was a big-time move, man. I think a lot more people are getting interested in baseball. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's definitely helping. But, uh, Jeremy, I know uh, you had this, the St. Louis Cardinals as that team to watch for this year. They're not doing mm. too hot, but uh, I guess any other any other teams that you're kind of looking at, uh, Jeremy, that, that you're kind of impressed with this year? Um, Overall, to be a little bit impressed with, it's I want to say the Twins so far just because I'm a Twins mm-hmm. fan. But, I mean, they have a ways to go. Blake, you can obviously – you can ramble about this way more than I can. They can put together a good team, but the big thing is they just need to stay healthy is the hard part for the Minnesota Twins. It's Absolutely. almost like every every single year, whether it's Byron Buxton or uh, whoever, <laughs> Byron Buxton's always on top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, he just needs to quit running into the wall, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, you mean you're not supposed you, you to do that? You gotta see it. I mean, you gotta <laughs> yeah. see it, don't you? But yeah. Overall, I, mean, um, I I want to say the Minnesota Twins a little bit, just because St. Louis let me down a little bit yeah. last week. Yeah. Then um, it's definitely gonna be a long season to say the least, but it's definitely gonna be exciting. I do like what you mentioned, Blake, with having bigger bases and seeing more stolen bases. It's definitely mm-hmm. bringing the fun back into baseball a little bit, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. it's honestly got me to watch the sport of baseball a little bit more, and it's really exciting for me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think so far, uh, you know, for for guys that are, are trying to get into baseball, uh, you know, that that's the cool thing about this, this squad right here is that, you know, we've got the both. We've got Guys, uh, I think Britton has watched quite a bit of baseball, but he's that's not his his hardcore sport. Uh, you know, Jeremy's kind of the same same way. I'm on the other spectrum uh, from Blake, where I didn't really watch it at all. You know, the last several years, I watched some college baseball, especially last year. Uh, started mm-hmm. that pretty much in the beginning of the beginning of the season, and it worked out for me because I got to watch my Sooners the first year uh, make their way to a national championship. You know, so first first year of me getting into it. Uh, but you know, so but as far as MLB, I, I think. It's good to have your your opinion on that too, Blake, to see kind of where it is for for a fanatic of the game that has been a fan for so long too. Uh, I think that that plays into it a lot too, and just being able to see because I don't know, I don't want to say that fans don't like the pitchcock, you know, existing fans don't like the pitchcock because I don't know, I'm only hearing that from specific fans, uh, you know. Whereas I can go to a, a fan, you know, like yourself, and I know you said the pitchcock is one thing that it's kind of growing on you. Uh, which you know, it's it's kind of funny because if you hear from other fans, uh, Jake is Jake is uh, Crane is one of them, you know, and, uh, you know, no, no shade thrown at him at all, but he's he's one of them that says there's nobody that likes the pitch clock if you if you like the game of baseball. Well, that's not totally true because I've seen a few other people uh, that do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that hopefully things like the pitch clock or the higher scoring games are, is something that will kind of be bridged over and kind of unify people to the sport too and that's that's mainly what the MLB is trying and I don't think they tried in the proper ways uh totally but they're they're on the right path I think and uh personally from a from a fan that's trying to get back into the game uh I I think that they're on the right track a little bit but 
Absolutely. I guess any any uh, any much more you guys had to pitch in on the MLB before we jump over to college. Josh, all I had to say was uh, Jake was a pitcher, so yeah, he he's not going to like the pitch clock. <laughs> true, true. I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I wasn't considering that aspect, you know, and, and he's he's right too, and I totally get it. And I'm sure the player, I've heard the players kind of say the same thing, where they get frustrated with the pitch clock because of as a batter or a pitcher, uh, and and they get frustrated. But it's also something I think they're. They're getting used to it. You know, nobody likes change. And especially when it comes to a sport, trying to change up my sport, change the rhythm of my game. Nobody likes that. And so I totally get it. Well, guys, look, I, I, and, I, and I hate to throw this out here, but it, it, it's, it's 100% true. Look, I play MLB The Show, all right? And I play online games. I, I Diamond Dynasty, I build my team and everything, and I try to make the best team we possibly can. So me and a, me and a couple of my buddies will play co-op games all right so it's three of us in a in a game and you alternate hitting all right you one two three and then that person who hit first will hit fourth and so on and so forth right so uh you get three at bats throughout the lineup and when your turn comes up you have to be thinking in your mind what is this guy gonna throw to me all right is he gonna start me off with a fastball is he gonna go slider down and away all right and then you see that pitch and just say you're in a 1-0 count, you step out of the box. And while I'm playing this game, I'm like, okay, well, what is he going to throw me next? Well, it's just like in real life, man. When those dudes step out of that box, they're on a timer now. And you're in your mind saying, okay, I'm in a 1-1 count. Am I going to see a fastball? Probably not. Okay, but oh, God, I got to I gotta get back in the box and hit. All right, so you only have now – you have – what seven seconds to step out and go all right what is he going to throw me what's he going to throw me and then bang you got to get right back into the box so it's just i think that's why a lot of people dislike it is because it is a mental game in baseball it's a huge mental game and uh, the clock's always got to be ticking up there and you got to stay ready so that is why people kind of lean the other way on the pitch clock and and i did it first honestly i thought it was terrible because they were showing these clips uh, from the minor leagues and everything, and and all you saw was like people getting rung up on strike three because they were taking too long, and and I was just like, man, like we can't ruin the game of baseball. Yeah, I, that's the one thing I don't like uh, is you know like the I think it was in the, in the uh, uh, you know kind of preseason and everything talking you know with the 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 way that you know I, I'm trying to think of what game it was, but the first one where we saw a game end because of a, 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 a pitch clock yeah. violation. And that that does suck. Uh, and and you're right too with the with the mental game. And uh, you know I've even heard players kind of explain it the way that in the MLB you're not just getting these you know 30 to 50 mile an hour uh, you know pitches that you're going to get back in junior high and in high school and even in college. Uh, you know maybe getting a little faster up in the 70s 80s. You're getting 90 to 90 mile an hour balls getting thrown towards you. Uh, and, you know, if you have somebody like Shohei Otani throwing 150 miles at you, you're going to be like kind of watching, <laughs> watching. And if that's zipping past you, let's say he has either a pitch that is meant to shake you up on the inside closer to you. Uh, or maybe there's one that goes goes haywire and comes close to you and zipping past you. I've heard players talk about how sometimes mm-hmm. that makes you step back and have to take a minute, you know, and, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of aspects to it. But let's jump over to college baseball, guys. Uh, <laughs> I think obviously I think we need to discuss the the what looks like the best team in college baseball right now and that looks like LSU uh LSU mm-hmm. I mean they're I I'm, I've been trying to 
click on to college baseball and watch other teams and stuff and trying to pay attention around the league. And every time I turn on LSU, it seems like they're they're winning. Uh, they've only lost four games this season. Uh, Wake Forest is another one. Uh, they're, they're, they're ranked up at number two and have been for a couple weeks now at least. Uh, you know, Wake Forest is another one. Only three losses on the season. Um, and there's there's others that have put together maybe the the record uh, side of it. But LSU, I mean, they're just closing games out uh, in, in a fashion. You know, and it's just, you know, Blake, I know you're going to touch on the SEC and, and baseball this year. So I'll, I'll go ahead and let you, let you run with it. But, I mean, the SEC – they they do look crazy good in, in baseball this year, uh, you know, and I mean I'm I'm sure it's that way every year I guess too, but uh, you know, I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. they look they look really good in baseball this year, man. Dude, sports sports is just a big deal down here. Like everything is a big deal, and uh, baseball is. I know a lot of people around the country look at the Southeastern Conference and say, oh, they're a dominant football conference right but baseball is taking so serious down here man and it's the best conference uh in the in the country man look i had i had uh mikey matuk uh from lsu uh he was a national champion back in that uh 09 team for lsu that went out to omaha and 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 won it all and he come on and said look i played professional baseball he said i played for the detroit tigers i made it and the SEC is comparable to double A pitching. All right. He said the talent level is comparable to double A baseball, and the pitching is that good in the conference. So That's about it. It, it's insane. When I heard that, I was like, no way. And he was like, look, you got to listen to me because he's like, I faced it. All right. And he's like, I was, I was in those trenches, I, I saw both sides of it. And it's just insane, man. You have guys like Paul Skeens from from LSU touching ninety nine, you know, and he's in college, man, and he's just, you know, absolutely slinging it. And and I, look, you can go to the ACC, man. You got you got cats at Virginia. Uh, they're really good. I think they're seventh or eighth in the polls this year. Uh, and and they they've always got a loaded pitching staff over there. Uh, and then you got Wake Forest, man. They can absolutely swing it. Uh, so, I mean, college baseball needs to be put on a platter, man, and get more recognition than what it usually does. Uh, LSU, they're deep. I know they had to come from behind today and get a win. Uh, South Carolina just had an absolute slugfest with them last night, beat LSU last night to take game one of that series. But LSU bounces back today, comes from behind, wins 8-7 to seven late, uh, and, and makes that uh, have to go to a rubber match. So, uh, South Carolina is another team that has been down the past couple years in the SEC. Uh, and if you follow college baseball, you remember back in the in the 2010s and stuff, man, South Carolina was the premier program. Uh, and, and they would go back-to-back in Omaha and, and just uh, – they were the, the really the, the, the cream of the conference back then. And then uh, you, 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 look, you never can look past Vanderbilt in college baseball. Van, the Vandy boys – are something serious, man. They're going to pitch. Things, two things they're good at, mathematics and baseball. <laughs> mathematics and baseball, <laughs> man. That is uh, that is what they are good at. And uh, they're going to pitch. They're going to hit. Uh, I have a friend, uh, and and his brother is a starter for Vanderbilt. Uh, if you, if you want to get a chance to look him up, uh, he had a day against Mississippi State a couple weeks ago. His name is Parker Nolan. 
Uh, I, I believe he's still number 25. And uh, he had like 11 RBIs in one game, man. It was insane. He hit two grand slams. Wow. All right. Uh, yeah, he was he, he was on it. But uh, Vanderbilt's really good, man. Uh, and then, you know, you're always going to have your powerhouses and stuff, and, and they're going to be in there. And, you know, you got the UCLA's and the Florida State's and everything. Um, so college baseball needs to be put uh, up on a pedestal and a platter, man. And, and I think one thing that can help college baseball is uh, get more games on TV, man. I get. I, I like a lot of the games being on SEC. Uh, excuse me, ESPN Plus. I'm watching SEC Network right now, uh, but I like a lot of the 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 games being on ESPN Plus. But when we have a dead period on a Friday night on ESPN, man, throw a college baseball game on there. Don't just cover this sport. Until the end of the year, you know, when, when oh, we're starting regionals, so now we're just going to throw them on TV. Man, get it out there. Get these kids' names uh, because I'm sure baseball is probably one of, like, the lower NIL collectives uh, in, you know, some of the bigger sports uh, in college. I'm, I'm sure the baseball guys don't get a whole lot, you know, not like football or basketball does. Uh, so, you know, get them on TV, man. Just try to grow the game of college baseball because if you ever go to an SEC series, a weekend series, man, it is bananas, all right? Like you go to an Arkansas game, an LSU game, uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Bro, Mississippi State is terrible this year. They're awful, okay? But I guarantee you they're going to pack their stadium out every single weekend. They are going to pack it out, and they are going to raise hell. It's just – it's different. It's different, man. So, um, I like the potential this year. I know a lot of people are already crowning LSU and just saying that they're going to walk through it, and they're the unanimous number one. But South Carolina showed some holes this weekend. Uh, South Carolina can hit. I know on my podcast I said that I didn't really believe in South Carolina – because I just I didn't know who they had really played yet, but uh, after watching them this weekend, I'm I'm gonna take that take that bad take back, man. And uh, this team's good. So, see, how often do you hear Skip Bayless or you know Stephen A. get on ESPN and say, "Hey, I had a bad take." You know, I just want to throw this out there. I want to remind you of my bad take. <laughs> Props to yep. you, Blake. Props to you. Thank you guys. <laughs> but Thank yeah, I mean, I, I I totally agree with you. I, I like I like uh, you know the the kind of fighting to get college baseball on a bigger scale. I think there's a few others too yeah. uh, that, that I'm, I can think of. And we'll, we'll talk about one in just a moment too. Um, but, you know, even just, just looking around, you know, you're, we're talking about the sec and all these good teams, you know, like you've got a lot of good teams in the sec and baseball, but on top of that right now, uh, I had to look it up to, to look at it real quick. There's seven teams that from the sec, they're ranked in the top 11. Uh, and I, I throw the 11 in there because uh, Tennessee's ranked 11. I feel like that deserves that deserves to yeah. be put, marked in that. But you know, seven teams in the top 11. Uh, and and I was also looking because I know that Iowa. Anytime I can get a little bit of uh, you know leeway to dig at Iowa a little bit, uh, Iowa dropped out of the top 25 this week. Uh, and that was I believe that's the only Big Ten team. So let's throw a little shade over at the Big Ten as well, uh, and and tell them that they need to get their act together. Because, you know, we can't be having this whole power five idea and there aren't five conferences competing. Uh, so, you know, we got to 
Got to throw a little shade over there at the Big Ten and let them know that we're we're watching. Uh, we're waiting. And we're waiting for you to do something big because you can't be showing up to a national championship game and get beat by uh, double digits, uh, you know, in, in, in women's basketball and then not show up at all really in the, in the, the men's basketball tournament. Uh, and then now we're getting into baseball and you still can't show up to baseball. Like you got to pick a sport, mm. Big Ten. We got to do something here. Um, but mm. all fun, all fun. But uh, yeah, th- th- there's, there's a lot of teams. And, and you also bring up the ACC and just thinking of the mm-hmm. ACC teams. I know, uh, you know, you brought up Virginia. North Carolina is another good one that I've been watching yep. some of their games. I like North Carolina in baseball right now. Uh, they're, yeah. they're a lot of fun. Boston College. Boston, Boston College, College, yeah. yeah Boston College is another. Uh, Miami, I think you, you mentioned Miami. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ACC is looking really good. Right now, I think the only Big 12 team really representing is Oklahoma State. Um, but yep. TCU's just kind of had a, had a all of a sudden kind of dropped off. They started off strong, uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot going on in, in college baseball. But I, I don't know what happened to TCU. They they got eaten up, man. That that Big Twelve will eat you alive. That conference play, man. Uh, yeah, you know, you you start out out of conference and uh, everything looks good. That's kind of like Auburn, man. Uh, you know. Uh, both of you guys know I'm a huge Auburn fan, and and you know out out of conference, we didn't know that our pitching staff was as bad as it was, you know, because uh, we played Indiana opening weekend, and we took two out of three from them, and we didn't really give up a whole lot until Sunday, uh, and and uh, Indiana started hitting our pitching, and and then we roll into SEC play. And we start getting shelled, man. And and uh, I know I texted you before we got on here, and I was like, hey, you know, Auburn's in the ninth inning right now. Like, uh, just give me a second. <laughs> and it's because we walked two guys in the ninth. We had a three-run lead. We walked two guys. They get a hit. They get a hit. They get a hit. All right. We walk another guy. So, next thing you know, uh, it's a one-run game with two outs, and they have the bases loaded because we can't throw a strike. And so, uh, you know, you sometimes you enter conference play, man, and you get swallowed up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, I guess, uh, Jeremy, you have much more to throw in on, on baseball? I mean, Blake says it the best. I don't know how I can top the baseball got up there. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> like, I just got to say, Blake says it the best. SEC conference, you can't beat them. That's all I got to say. They're tough. I mean, mm. I, I saw it firsthand, you know, a Big 12 team makes it to the national championship. And just can't get past mm-hmm. that last team and who were they a part of they're a part of the sec last year that's so i mean uh, that's another thing too i'm kind of expecting the old miss to maybe put something together at the end of the season here like towards the end but i you know i, I, I it was just so so shocking to see yeah so shocking to see how much they fell off uh, not this year josh yeah. they have zero pitching last yeah. year they had the pitching this year they don't have the pitching yeah <laughs> they're terrible yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe another Cinderella comeback, you know, the way it was last year. But okay. and, and that's that's the crazy thing with these long seasons too, is that that that's always on the table as uh, for some crazy comeback. Maybe not for Ole Miss, but uh, you know, for for other teams though, for sure. Uh, you know, hey, Big Ten, you can hear that. Uh, you know, Cinderella comebacks can happen. Maybe the Big Ten could squeeze in there still, but we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Um, let's jump over, you know, because I know. Uh, you know, Jeremy, like you said, you didn't have a whole lot to add after after Blake's going going crazy, but maybe you can do the same to Blake and, uh, you know, slow him down, <laughs> slow his role a little bit with another sport that uh, I I know Jeremy and I both think needs a little bit more attention uh, on, a, mm-hmm. on a grand stage, and that's college hockey. You know, I think hockey as a whole has 
is on a similar path as baseball trying to to build its its uh, viewership back up. But now college hockey, I, I don't mm. know the last time that I've turned on the TV and just randomly seen a college hockey game going on a whole lot uh, other than whenever it gets to the Frozen Four and stuff like that. Um, so yesterday we had the Frozen Four. We had a really, I think we, we, we between uh, Jeremy and I, we picked – Michigan and Minnesota to be the two teams. And of course, Minnesota, that game looked like it was over in a heartbeat. Uh, Michigan mm -hmm. surprised me with how they did not perform against Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac pulls out ahead. So now we got Minnesota, Quinnipiac in the final and the national championship. Jeremy, take over. Uh, give us a little bit of what, what's going on here uh, leading into the national championship. Well, leading into the national championship, you definitely got a hell of a game coming between Minnesota and Quinnipiac. Minnesota came out red hot, as you saw, Josh, right before my golf. They almost scored yeah. in the first two minutes, ringing it off the post. The entire goalie for BU had absolutely no idea that – he thought it went in, to be completely honest yeah. with you. And he's just literally standing there in the crease just like, oh, man, here we go. Then literally all of Minnesota's team is just phenomenal. I mean, they literally – looking at their stats, they outscored their opponents 19-5 to throughout this entire tournament. That's crazy. And Minnesota is, like I said, out of the Hobie Baker finalists, two out of the three people are from the team of University of Minnesota, Logan Cooley and Matthew Nice. And those two players are really un unbelievably talented and gifted, to say the least. But um, going on to the Quinnipi Quinnipiac side of the things, they definitely shocked a lot of people when they were playing against Michigan. Everyone thought Michigan was just going to steamroll them over. Then they had the lead going in, and then all of a sudden the third period clicked on, and then all of a sudden Quinnipiac started to light the lamp really quick. Then um, even going back to on the Minnesota side, their, I want to say it was their sophomore player scored two goals within two minutes. Same person. And it doesn't, and that just goes to show you that it doesn't need, need to take a senior to show their firepower and scoring the lamp. Yeah. Um, on the overall side of things, I would really, really like to see Quinnipiac make, I mean, I'll make, win the Frozen Four tournament. Because if they do, this would be their first Frozen Four championship in the entire history of Frozen Four. Yeah. Now, mm. for Minnesota, obviously, this is definitely different for their side. They're playing for their fifth NCAA Frozen Four tournament championship. Last time, they've been in a drought, but I think the last time, if I remember right, they won was 2003. But... Um, looking into the championship game, you got a complete slugfest and two teams you cannot sleep on throughout this entire time. It's going to be lights out, plenty of talent, whether it's during the Michigan around the net or scoring through between your legs or whatever you're going to find out then. Obviously, I'm not like Blake in baseball, but I can definitely sure talk a lot of hockey for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's one of those things too. Where, you know, we were talking about the Frozen Four leading into it. Uh, and you know Minnesota just kind of looked like it was just too. They were too. They're too good to to bet against. Uh, but you know, so that one doesn't surprise me. It does surprise me how how easily they controlled that game. Uh, you know, they ended up winning. What was it, six to two? And then five to two. Was it five to two? Uh, five to two was the Michigan game, right? Quinnipiac uh, beating Michigan. Yeah, so six to two for yeah. I think Minnesota. it was six to two actually. Yeah. So so we've got. Hey, I stumped the hockey guy. How about that? Man, I couldn't. Well, I couldn't do that to Blake in baseball, perfect. but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it's still two two offenses that score a good amount of points in the final four against 
the best competition you faced all year in the in the biggest stage you faced all year now going and bumping that level up another notch uh you know so it's two strong offenses and like you said with with minnesota the way they started off they were shooting so much where like you you mentioned that that play where we were watching we were just laughing because the the goalie he has a, a good shot you know go right up over top of him it gets stopped on the crossbar and bounces in front of the net and he didn't know what happened he thought it went in and he gave up and you know yeah. that's just how confused they got that goalie so quick and it was just amazing to see minnesota with that kind of firepower mm-hmm. uh power and through um so you know i i think you know like you said i think we would love to see the uh maybe the cinderella story happen with quinnipiac but what's your prediction mm-hmm. jeremy on uh, who you think will end up pulling out and winning this game Oh gosh, that's gonna be a tricky one. If you were forced um, to put fifty dollars on the line, who you put in? You you doing me that fifty dollar bill? Let's do it. I'll put I'll put fifty, and if if we win, we split it. So oh, who, who am I putting man. fifty on? Um, I've said this once. I've said it before. I'm still sticking with. I'm going Minnesota Pride. Alrighty, I like it. That's that's who I'm I'm thinking. You know, when we when we look at it, uh, let's see. So that game is actually tomorrow, seven p.m. Central. Uh, I had to look at it real quick because I had to make sure okay. what what date it was. But yeah, so tomorrow, seven p.m. Central. Uh, so yeah, we'll okay. have to tune in. Like I said, maybe tonight. Well, you know, I got to link up with you at the hockey game. Anyways, we'll place that yeah. fifty dollar bet, and we're gonna put it on Minnesota. They got to win it all for us. Okay. So let's let's do okay. it. Guys, guys, what what channel does this even come on? Like, it doesn't look. It, it never gets advertised here. Like, like we want things to grow in sports. Yeah. And you know, the Frozen Four. Like, I didn't even know what was going on. Like, <laughs> it, it. If we want to grow things, man, we gotta advertise. Like, we gotta put it on ESPN, man. Like, let me tell you something. I turn on ESPN sometimes, and I see bowling. All yeah. right. There's a slot right there, man. There's yeah. just make something happen for 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 these kids that that are playing college hockey, man. Uh, because mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I, I told you guys before we started, uh, hockey down here, like a lot of people don't pay attention to it, man. And so, so like here 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 it is for you. I, I so on your point, you're right. It's too hard to find. I had to sit here and click on three different things to try to find yeah. it. It is on ESPN two tomorrow. Okay. So, okay. So good for them putting so, it on a big channel. Um, so you want to put the, you want to you want to put the you want to put the championship game on your channel though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because y- y- it's the championship, so you know, okay, a lot of people are going to be watching this, so I can 100%. get the love and 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 the pushback for. Well, we did we did put it on our our station. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why haven't you put some regular season games on there? Put it on ESPNU. Anything. Put, put it on. Put it on the ESPN ESPN app. You know, get and, yeah. And, and for ESPN, you need to you need to look at those too. That's that's something too. Kind of along that those lines. As for the league, I don't blame the league too much because maybe you don't make enough money to put it on ESPN. But for ESPN, why don't you help this league grow? If you want to really yeah. watch these, and you're telling me that if Absolutely. you were if you were to offer them a special deal, hey, we know that you only you only make this much, so hey. Let's let's put something together where we put you on ESPN Plus app, and we we help you grow. So that way, whenever it gets to championship games, you know, cha- you know the championship uh, season, we're putting you on the big ESPN two or ESPN, yep. 
and we're yeah. we're both profiting now because we've made you bigger like help each other out uh, and that's one mm -hmm. thing that you know it's just it's so difficult especially with disney taking over espn we just see like such the such a monopoly in really everything but uh, you know in in what sports are going to be viewed what sports are going to be allowed to be viewed what sports are going to be it, it, it really is uh difficult and that's the same thing uh, you know i I talk about the same thing with softball. I love women's softball, and I think more people would. Oklahoma just um, set a a record for attendance at a at a women's softball game, and uh, it you know that that stuff can only grow if you start to give it more more publicity, like they have. I think, uh, you know, because I yeah. think it's easier to watch softball today than it was even two years ago. Uh, so you know, yeah, but so I, I totally agree with you, man. Like it give give these sports a shot give them some help mm -hmm. give them some support uh and and get it yep. bigger because college hockey it's it's really fun to watch because you you watch these kids that are a lot of these guys, kids are are working on uh you know we just talked to a uh, you know to to brendan olson the other night he's he's working on on hopefully being able to get into maybe a european league and hopefully at the grandest scheme if he could as high as goal to the nhl so give these kids more publicity give them more mm -hmm. of a shot but yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man. But no doubt. you got something, Jeremy? I will admit for certain providers, um, there's an app that you, it's almost like another version of getting subscriptions. It's called Flow. Yeah. I know they do broadcast a lot of college games on that. Then they have multiple um, different sections of whether you want to watch USHL or um college or whatever the case be you can even yeah. watch like echl or ahl or whatever but i mean you said it the best overall like you think with some of these big 10 teams they got plenty of cash in their back pocket they should easily be able to work something out between the mm -hmm. networking or something definitely but guys let's jump over to the usc but before we do another sponsor of the show and another one that i like quite a bit uh, is Built Bar. Built Bar is an amazing, uh, you know, it's, I call it a candy bar because that's basically what I, I use them for. I'm not very big on candy bars uh, and I, I've, you know, I've, I've just, I've been able to get myself off of it and a huge help uh, from Built Bar to get me off of eating sweets and eating candy bars. Built Bar is basically just a healthier alternative to a candy bar. They taste amazing. Uh, they, they have all kinds of flavors and they're constantly coming out with new ones. I get emails constantly about built bar hey we have a new flavor we have a new flavor like slow down i had a heart like i haven't even been able to try them all yet um but that's the amazing thing about it is that you look on there and there's always something new so whatever flavor you're into uh, they're amazing they're packed with protein so substitute it for your protein uh bars as well uh, and and it's just like i said a great way to get yourself off of candy bars if you're somebody who's trying to lose weight maybe you're trying to bulk up whatever the case is Built Bar is amazing. You can go to built.com. That's B U I L T.com and use code RISING2. That's RISING T O for 10% off your order. Uh, I really love Built Bar. I've been eating them for years now. Uh, and I, I've, I don't think I've had a flavor that I don't like. Uh, you know, so I mean, they, they put together a great product. And the other thing is the texture. It doesn't give you that gritty texture that you get from from protein bars. And that's the one thing that I love about Built Bar. And it's they've made it so much easier for me to be able to to get onto it. So go check them out. B-U-I-L-T.com and use code RISINGTO for 10% off. But guys, let's get into UFC 287. I don't know if you guys have been able to look at the fight card yet. Um, but there's a big fight card going on. We've got 
Alex Pereira going against Israel uh, Adesanya, and uh, it's it's going to be a really fun one. Any anytime I hear Adesanya come up in UFC, I want to watch because he's just such a talented uh, guy. You know, it's he's a talented fighter. Uh, he mm-hmm. has such a strong game just about in every aspect of it. But he's going against uh, Alex Pereira, who I believe is is very much known for his his ground game. Uh, and so Adesanya, not as, I don't think he's as good as Pereira on the ground. So is Adesanya able to use that that reach to be able to, to maybe keep Pereira up on the on the on his feet and be able to use that reach to his advantage? Because he he does measure in, I believe, two inches longer, four inches longer, somewhere in that range. Uh, and so I mean, I he, he looks a lot longer than he is, uh, you know. And, and so I mean, just I, I'm I'm really excited to watch this fight, guys. Uh, this this one goes on tomorrow, um, but. Another another matchup to, to look at in there uh, is Jorge Masvidal, a phenomenal fighter and a phenomenal trash talker. Uh, he's just he has such a cool story. Uh, we're, we're, we know him as as uh, what was the BMF belt that he won, uh, you know, against Nate Diaz. That was one that we know him. He blew up big on this on the scene. I'm trying to think of, I'm forgetting who he fought, where he just runs out full speed, knee to the face, knocks him out instantly. Uh, do you ben Askren. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's just he is a phenomenal fighter. Uh, he, he, he. I, every time I watch him fight, he just has such a method of getting in other fighters' heads and mm-hmm. trash talking them to the point where maybe getting in their own head uh, and and flipping that around on them. He trash talks during the fight. Uh, I mean, it, it's one of those things that you either hate him or love him because of it. Um, but personally, I'm on the side that I love him. Uh, Jorge Masvidal, that's another one. I think I'm more excited about him, uh, watching him. He's going against uh, Gilbert uh, Gilbert Burns. I had to remember who it was here. So Gilbert Burns, I mean, just it's going to be a one-sided fight for sure. But w- what's up with that, Blake? Tough, tough draw, my, bu- oh, my yeah, buddy. Yeah. The tough draw. For that sure. Gilbert Burns is a dude, man. For sure. I mean – Hats off to him too for accepting this fight. So I mean, you're going against you're going against the BMF, and I'm going to keep it PG-13. Um, but it's the mad baddest mother, uh, you know. And that's that's about all you got to know. He's got the belt to prove it. And going against who I think is one of the baddest when you talk about Nate Diaz. So to win it against mm-hmm. him, I mean, that fight was was amazing. So if you want to go back and watch some fights to catch up on UFC 287. Uh, that's definitely one to maybe throw in there for for catching who Masvidal uh, or uh, uh, Jorge Masvidal is, but you know that's that's an amazing one. Uh, I guess those two fights, I think that pretty much takes over the card for for who we're going to really be paying attention to. But were there any other fights that maybe you guys were interested on the card, or maybe you want to give give your your spiel on uh, on the, these two top fights here in the on the card? Josh, I'll. Um... I'll be honest with you. I'm watching these two fights, man. That's yeah. that's it. Like, I mean, I'll watch the whole card, but this is what I want to see. And Masvidal, man, the reason I will watch every pay-per-view that he is ever on is because he's an entertainer, man. Like, he's not going to get in there, and he's not going to dance around the ring and toast on when – uh, guys clinch up and everything like he's just not gonna do it man he's gonna get in there to throw hands and if he gets knocked out oh well he's gonna wake back up and go about his day like and that's what i love about him is is uh he gives the fans what they want man and you're not gonna just see anything of him running 
running around the ring trying to just not get hit and all this. No, he's going to step in there. And if he gets rocked, he gets rocked. And he's going to put on a show. So uh, he's got a tough one. He's got a tough one tomorrow <laughs> night, man. Uh, that Gilbert Burns is special. Uh, and, and you know what? These two fighters, uh, you're going to get a show because Gilbert's the same way. All right. For sure. He's going to go toe to toe. He's going to sling them. He's going to put on a show. And somebody's getting knocked out. All right. Somebody's I, getting I knocked out. I definitely see um, that happening. I'll put some money I on think that to, to see a knockout I, in that fight. I, I think Masvidal gets knocked out. <laughs> I think I think Masvidal gets knocked out. Um, what would, what do you think with uh, the Adesanya fight? Uh, kind of looking at Adesanya versus Pereira. What do you think in there? Bro, I saw a stat the other day that anytime uh, somebody jumps back in to uh, try to regain their title. Uh, for their from their first fight after losing, uh, they're like they're like two and eleven. Really? So uh, the odds aren't in his favor, and he he hasn't beat this cat. No, uh, not yet. This Pereira cat he hasn't beat him. No. And uh, now was he winning the last fight? Yeah, I think Adesanya was winning, but he got caught. Uh, can is it going to be different this time? Like you said. Uh, Adesanya, he's he's not as good on the ground, um, but man, something kind of tells me that he's going <laughs> to win tomorrow night, and that'll set up a trilogy. Uh, you know, you'll you'll have that's, that's you'll have the for. the winner take all, uh, and uh, ultimately for me though, uh, I think he loses again, man. I don't know if it's by knockout, uh, but. I don't. Think I think so. he loses. Yeah, I think if I, I think if uh, if Pereira wins, he gets Adesanya on the ground and keeps him down there. Because uh, yeah. I think I I really think he wins if he's on the ground. Uh, but yeah. Adesanya, I think he can win. Maybe not necessarily a knockout. I, I I'm I'm I would think that he can knock Pereira out if he's able to if he's able to get a hold of him because that's that's where Adesanya really strives. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I think he can knock him out. Uh, if he keeps in Pereira, in knock Pereira out, if he stays up on his feet, but I mean this, it's just a really close, close fight, and it should be a really fun one to watch too. Um, but Jeremy, who do you got? I guess we'll start with Jorge Masvidal. Uh, who do you got in that fight uh, against George Burns? I Gilbert Burns is definitely going to have Burns, a workout. I'm just going. Sorry. With, yeah, I was like, wait, George. I was so confused for a second, but. Like I was saying, um, Burns Jorge is definitely got his work cut out. Yeah. Um, but overall, if I had to pick one person, I want to say it's going to be Masvidal, in my opinion. I like it. I, I think he's got a, like Blake said, I think he's got a, a fight on his hands here. But I, I mean, yeah. I just, I love Masvidal. I love his attitude. I love his, his love for the game. Uh, and, you know, as much. A lot of these guys too. If you if you watch them, they're putting on a show for the for the audience with a lot of their trash talk. Uh, if you ever watch Jorge Masvidal off the outside of the octagon, he is such a, a humble and and a great person. Uh, and even after the fight, right after the fights, uh, the way that the way that a lot of these guys treat each other, Jorge is one of them, treating treating the other guy with with total respect afterwards too. But uh, let's jump over to Adesanya uh, versus Pereira. Who do you have in that that matchup, Jeremy? Ooh. 
both of these cats are really good too, and it's it's hard to pick. But mm-hmm. Adesanya is gonna—I think he's gonna take it. He's definitely got a lot. His speed, character factor is really helpful. Then, like you mentioned, his reach and his his technical side is really scary. Then overall, it's—I agree with Blake. These are probably gonna be the only two fights that I watch, and it's gonna be a good fight card. I think I'm taking. When I when I really think about the fight a lot, and, and I, I keep on going back and forth on it, but I think I'm going to take Adesanya knocking Pereira out in the second round, late in second round. Wow. Uh, I could see it going into wow. third round, but I think that's how I see it. I think if I think if Adesanya is going to win it, he's got to win it fast, and I don't see him winning it in the first round. So I think mm, he's got to yeah. win it fast. Uh, I think that's that's going to be my take, uh, and we'll, we'll see how 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 that really pans out and everything, but. That's going to be my take. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to DraftKings, boys. For those listening, you can always click the link down in the description. It's dkng.co slash bellyup150. You can place a $5 bet whenever you sign up and win $200 in free bets instantly. That is house money that you can put on this UFC fight coming up tomorrow. Uh, maybe you want to put it up on, you know, the. the I, I'm not sure if uh, college hockey is even on there. Uh, but you know, I don't know if you want nope. to throw it in there. I know for a fact you could put it on the, on the MLB. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff you can throw on. And right now there's stay away from hockey and the NBA right now, uh, just because it's so unpredictable, but, and that's the only advice I think you can take from me on betting the rest of it rely on yourself, but go, go throw it on some MLB games, whatever the case may be, throw $5 down, win $200 instantly in free bets. Uh, and again, that link is in the, the description. If you sign up uh, using that link, you can use that $200 as house money to be placing on bets. But guys, let's start off. Let's throw in our bets. Uh, Blake, let's go ahead and start with you. Who? What was your picks for the day? Yankees Moneyline, who just uh, who just lost to the Baltimore Orioles, man. Uh, seven to six. So that one didn't hit. But I took Rays on the uh, on the run line at minus one and a half. So uh, hopefully Tampa Bay can come through and uh, they've been they've been strong. They've been hot, they, man. The but, only uh, team to be undefeated this far in. That that's what scares me, man. That's what scares me. So uh, I'm a little nervous. Uh, but, I might be I might be in for an O for two night. <laughs> but you know what? You can afford it because uh, you are undefeated this month. So you are Let's at go. four and O right now. So you can, uh, I guess, four and one now, but you can yeah. you can afford it. Uh, you know, you don't want to keep on going down that path. Ask Jeremy how that goes. He's zero and four right now. Uh, I am th- currently three and zero and one. I'll have to see with uh, today how how everything went. I haven't really checked and and put everything in for today. But uh, so and so then Britain, I think he had one. Uh, let's see, two, two and two. I think something like that, if I remember correctly. So I think he was two and two, but yeah. So hmm. far, Blake, you were you're in the lead barely. Uh, I'm I'm tailing you just because I had a tie. There we go. But there we um, go. Uh, Jeremy, what was your picks for the day? Can you just skip me because uh, I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> I was in the same boat with Blake. Uh, I went with the money line for the Orioles and the Yankees, and the Yankees disappointed me. And then I'm just having really really bad luck at this time. <laughs> then um. I also did the money line for the Houston Astros against the Minnesota Twins. And last time I checked, I think it was tied at one. All righty. Yeah. And, uh, I'll read off Britain's first. I know I had his saved. Uh, so Britain had Charlotte over the Rockets tonight. I told you, stay away from the NBA. I don't know why he's going over to the NBA mm-hmm. to bet right now. 
uh, mm-hmm. with all of this. You know, playoffs are already set, so teams are kind of putting in backups. But he's he's taking it. That's at plus one forty eight. Uh, and then he took Miami over Washington at minus 180. So he's taken uh, a couple of money lines there. Uh, for mine, I had the Brewers money line at minus 155. And the over, okay, so I said stay away from the NBA. I'm thinking they can score points. Uh, and this is a really low uh, over-under. So I'm taking the over 217.5 between Miami and the Wizards. I feel like they should be able to score that. So that's the only reason why I'm putting that in there. We'll see how it all pans out. But, guys, it's been a good month so far overall as a crew. Uh, Jeremy, you're, you'll get back on the right path, man. I, I, I believe in you. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just get the some, bottom table holding everybody up. Let's get some playoff <laughs> hockey going on, and we'll get you back in it because that's the hockey that really matters, and that's that's where you're going to see the, the best teams pull out. And so I feel like you can you can definitely pull ahead with some playoff hockey. Uh, you know, as MLB gets a little further into the season, we'll see a little bit more about what we can bet there. Uh, NBA playoffs yeah. are another one that I think we can bet on. So, you know, we, we've got some we've got some secure bets. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways, for everyone listening, again, you can use that code down in the de- the, the link down in the description. Uh, DKNG.co slash belly up one five zero. Get in. Just sign up, place five dollar bets and uh You'll get $200 in free bets instantly. So go check them out. DraftKings, my favorite sports book to use. But for everybody listening, watching, uh, we thank you so much. We've been growing uh, and on the right path. Uh, And it's all thanks to you guys for watching and listening and supporting us. But if you're watching on YouTube and haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Uh, You can hit the notification bell if you want to know when we are going live or upload something new. You can always check us out at risingto.com. And we have everything loaded up there. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out big time. We thank you all so much for all of your support. Until next time.